It's June 17th, 2020, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with John Biggs and Lila Ledesma for your daily news roundup. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Today's episode is sponsored by Bitstamp and CypherTrace. And now, the news. The whales are spawning. Bitcoin's price rally has stalled since the cryptocurrency underwent its third halving on May 11th, but investor confidence in the cryptocurrency's long-term prospects remain strong, data shows. The halving event on May 11th reduced the mining reward per block, and the regular event was expected by many to accelerate the price uptrend from the low of 3,867 seen in March. So far, though, the leading cryptocurrency by market value has failed to pick up a strong bid and continues to trade below 10K, a level seen two days ahead of the halving. Even so, larger investors, often called whales, continue to accumulate coins. As of Tuesday, the number of Bitcoin whales is represented by the tally of unique entities holding at least 1,000 coins was 1,840. That's up nearly 2% from the level of 1,811 observed on May 1st, according to data from blockchain analytics firm Glassnode. The metric clocked a recent high of 1,844 whales on Monday, a level last seen in November 2017. The steady accumulation since the halving suggests investor confidence in the long-term bullish narrative surrounding Bitcoin. Most analysts expect the cryptocurrency to rise sharply over the next 12 months on the back of unprecedented fiscal and monetary stimulus delivered by authorities across the globe. Bloomberg analysts said they expect Bitcoin to challenge the record high of 20,000 by the end of 2020 on increased institutional participation. Glassnode considers whale numbers a more reliable indicator of investor participation compared to the traditional approach, which considers the number of addresses on the network as a proxy of the numbers of users or holders. More whales, more money, right? Bitcoin is currently trading at $9,505, while Ether is trading at $234, according to the Coindesk price index. Ethereum has just logged its busiest week. It now costs more to use Ethereum, and that may be because more users are flocking to the platform than ever before, according to one key on-chain metric. Analysts say the growth of both transactions and the cost to process them is being driven by an increase in stablecoin usage and DeFi applications. The seven-day moving average of the total amount of gas used in transactions on Ethereum's blockchain rose to a record high of $61.12 billion on Monday surpassing the previous high of $60.07 billion reached in September of 2019, according to data provided by the blockchain analytics firm Coinmetrics. And Ethereum's transaction count recently hit a 27-month high of 938,265, up nearly 45% from lows seen in January as of Monday, according to Glassnode. Tether and stablecoins in general have witnessed phenomenal growth this year amid the coronavirus-induced volatility in traditional markets and rush to synthetic alternatives in dollar-dependent economies around the world. Total supply of all stablecoins has surpassed the $11 billion mark, doubling its value since February, according to Masari data. When blockchains get popular, using them can get expensive. Miners prioritize transactions offering high fees when the network faces congestion. That is, the number of transactions waiting to be confirmed by miners rises above the network's ability to process them quickly, and a backlog starts to build. That forces other users to offer higher fees, which can lead to costs spiraling up as users compete for who can spend the most to wait the least. Gas fees in general have been higher this year. And complicating things further, as the nascent DeFi ecosystem swells, transactions are getting more complex. More complexity means more data. More data means less room for other transactions, which can make things even worse for someone just trying to send some tokens. So it's a problem, but it's sort of a good problem. It's like the old Yogi Berra quote. Nobody goes there anymore. It's always too crowded. 
this episode and the following messages are brought to you by Bitstamp and CypherTrace. Bitstamp is the original global cryptocurrency exchange. Since 2011, Bitstamp has been the preferred exchange for serious traders and investors, trusted by over 4 million customers, including top financial institutions. Bitstamp is built on professional-grade trading technology. Their platform is powered by a NASDAQ matching engine, and their APIs are recognized as the best in the industry. Download the Bitstamp app from the App Store or Google Play, or visit bitstamp.net slash pro to learn more and start trading today. That's bitstamp.net slash pro. CypherTrace helps grow the crypto economy by making it trusted by governments and safe for consumers and investors. How do they do it? By protecting VASPs, banks, and other financial institutions from crypto laundering risks while protecting user privacy. Years of research have created the world's best cryptocurrency intelligence with the best attribution and deepest token coverage. So if your virtual asset business isn't using CypherTrace to manage compliance risks, you should start now. Learn more at CypherTrace.com. Bitcoin has just posted its biggest mining difficulty increase in nearly two and a half years. As a result, miners contributing hashing power to the network are now facing the fourth most difficult two weeks in Bitcoin's history. The latest increase comes after two consecutive declines in difficulty following the network's halving event on May the 11th, 2020. The reduction in block rewards initially forced some miners with inefficient hardware, more costly electricity resources, or both, to halt operations. That led to a decline in Bitcoin's total hash rate and difficulty until earlier this month. The difficulty drops on May 20th and June 4th, and the sudden reduction in competition meant that those miners able to continue operating could receive a bigger slice of the pie. All that said, the fact that Bitcoin's mining difficulty has quickly bounced back to the pre-halving levels may bring pain for some existing players. The point of Bitcoin mining is to ensure that the network is expensive to attack, processes transactions predictably, and on an every 10-minute schedule. But Bitcoin mining is a trustless, largely anonymous system where the number of miners and the amount of hardware being used to mine can change dramatically, without warning and in a short period of time as miners individually decide to participate, or not based on the market conditions or other factors. So every two weeks, the system rebalances based around a simple question. How long did it take to produce the last two weeks worth of blocks? If it took less than two weeks, it means there are more miners participating and the difficulty is adjusted up so that for the next two weeks, if the same amount of mining power is used, it'll take exactly two weeks, the ideal time according to the Bitcoin protocol. But if two weeks worth of blocks takes longer than two weeks to produce, it means that the mining participation has gone down and the difficulty is lowered to allow the current level to hit the Bitcoin ideal over the next two weeks. It's what you call a self-correcting system, and it means that while more miners throwing more power at the Bitcoin network increases the security of all Bitcoin transactions, the transactions will be processed at a predictable rate, about every 10 minutes, no matter how many miners are involved. And in tokenization news, the Public Debt Management Office within Thailand's Ministry of Finance has announced its plans to sell 200 million baht, around $6.5 million, in saving bonds using a blockchain-based e-wallet. In a statement released on its website Tuesday, the ministry said the bonds carry an extremely low face value of one baht, or about three cents each, and would be sold through the state-owned Krung Thai Bank's blockchain wallet. The statement said distributing the bonds through the blockchain e-wallet was a step towards increasing the efficiency of the government system and an investment in the true digital economy. According to a report by the local media outlet Bangkok Post, using blockchain technology allowed the debt office to reduce the face value of the bonds. The Ministry of Finance's statement also noted that the 200 million baht bond issue was a pilot project to further financial inclusion by making it easier for people to subscribe to government-issued bonds. 
The bonds carry an interest rate of 1.7% per year and a maturity period of three years. So if you're one of those people who previously hasn't been able to access the opportunities provided by loaning the Thai government money at extremely low interest rates, your ship may have arrived. And finally, fans of Flash, Adobe's once ubiquitous online animation tool, should pour a little out for their fallen hero. According to Adobe, Flash is finally getting an end date, December 31st, 2020. As the world celebrates a new year, Flash will finally die. The decision to shut down the platform came three years ago, but Adobe recently announced its end-of-life plans in an online release. Adobe blames mature solutions like HTML5, WebGL, and WebAssembly for the death, and said the company will not support Flash after its death date. This means all Flash plugins will most likely go dark unless you're using unsupported versions. Another building block of the early internet is gone. And that's the news. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with your next news roundup on Thursday. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. 